You are now listening to Mr. Gentleman Lifestyle Podcast Season 2. Chill! Yes, hello everybody. This is your boy Ken, aka Mr. Gentleman of YPG and a premier boy podcast. Welcome to another new episode of Gentleman Lifestyle Podcast. Hope all is well. Also, I got a special guest. Y'all already know this is the Date Night Talk series, episode three. And you know, we got another guest who just wanted to be on the show because she wanted to be in the hot seat. So I'm like, all right, cool, got you. And um, you already know what to do. Sit back, relax, I'll be right back. What's up? This is your girl, Beauty Bella, and you are listening to Mr. Gentleman Lifestyle Podcast. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back. And that's the time I give y'all the general fact quote of the day. And today's quote of the day is, never lose hope. And what I mean by that is, no matter how bad things are, never lose hope because we always get better at the end. And that is today's general fact quote of the day. Hello, everybody. This is your boy, Ken, a.k.a. Mr. Gentleman, and I am the host of Mr. Gentleman Lifestyle Podcast. And this commercial break is brought to you by Mr. Gentleman Lifestyle Podcast. On Mr. Gentleman Lifestyle Podcast, we interview many guests about their life journey, pretty much where they come from, and where they're at now. Also, promoting their brands or whatever they're doing at the time they come on the show. We also have the host talk about personal stories about himself and everything that he's been through. And also we have fun conversation about anything music, anything old school, relationships, wrestling, and many more. And y'all can tune in to Mr. Gentleman Lifestyle Pocket every Sundays at 12 a.m. We are also on every Thursdays at 12 a.m. for spin-off semi Thursdays. Where we have all of Mr. Gentleman Like That Pocket spin-off series all in one day. Where we have a conversation about music podcast every first Thursday at 12 a.m. The old school show with myself and the Star Riding Ride every fourth Thursday at 12 a.m. And we have Date Night Talk Podcast with myself and Miss Vanna B every second and third Thursday at 12 a.m. And y'all can tune in to Mr. Gentleman Like That Podcast on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Our Heart Radio, Amazon Music, The Pods, and many more. Or y'all can check it out on the official website of Mr. Gentleman Like That Podcast, 
www.realmrthegentlemanlifestylepocket.com www.realmrthegentlemanlifestylepocket.com And tune in every Sundays and Thursdays at 12 a.m. for Mr. Gentleman Like the Podcast. Thank y'all for tuning in to this commercial break of Mr. Gentleman Like the Podcast. Back to your regularly scheduled program. Yes, hello everybody. Before you listen to the episode, the background on my episode was kind of acting up, so I apologize for that. But this was a really great interview. Um, I apologize for the background um, noise. Okay, enjoy this episode. Hey, it's me, Lily, and you're listening to The Gentleman's Podcast. Yes, welcome back, everybody. Welcome back. At this time, I got my special guest. As y'all know, this is the Dayton Talk Series Part 3. And I got my guest, Miss Lily, in the building. How you doing? Um, hey, I'm good. How are you? Yes, how you doing? I'm good. And welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. <laughs> All <laughs> right, so so you you're you ready? Um, yeah, as ready as I'm going to be. <laughs> All right. So before we get to the main topics, we we we're going to get to know you a little bit. So we, so we're gonna start with this. So where are you from? Um. Well, right now I live in Long Island City. Um, but I was in Brooklyn for the last few years, so I just relocated uh, a few months ago, which is okay. But I truthfully miss Brooklyn. Okay, okay, okay. Nice Brooklyn. Brooklyn always in the building, you know. Brooklyn in the building. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Especially summers in Brooklyn, so I'll miss it a lot this the next couple of months because that's what I'm used to. But I'm trying a new borough, so we'll see how it goes. Yeah, I mean, Long Island City is nice out there as well. I mean, like they got some spots out there. Long Island City. So yeah, you're pretty sure you're gonna enjoy it. Yeah, well we'll see. Ask me again in a few months. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so so how would you describe yourself as a person? Um, okay. Let me see. Well, I'm female, I'm in my early to mid thirties. Um, I'm a Gemini by trait as you know, in terms of being a communicator, we're overall fun. Um we get a bad rap for that whole like two phase thing, but truthfully it's just a matter of like balance. Uh, so people don't look into that so they see twins they're like oh you guys are troubled it's like give us a chance um, but you know I'm typically I'm, I'm a really good friend as I'm, I'm super loyal that's probably a big trait of mine anybody who's like uh, gotten to know me or has friended me for a really long time can usually attest to that because I'm big on loyalty in terms of friendships um, outside of my zodiac I mean it's hard to say I'm an ENFP um, are you familiar with Myers-Briggs Hold on, repeat that last part real quick. Myers-Briggs. It's like a personality test. Are you familiar at all? Um, nah. I don't okay. Well, I'm a psych major, so it's actually, it's good. I'll send you the link. You should do it just for your own um, curiosity, since we're all home with nothing but time. So Myers-Briggs is a, it's from a Carl Jung. It's a theory test on personality preferences, and they break you into four dimensions. So, because I'm a so I'm technically, I, I qualify as an ENFP. So it stands for, so E is like either 
extrovert or introvert in terms of where you focus your attention. So mm. I'm led as an extrovert, right? Um, the next one, when I say E-N, so N is for intuitive. So the way you take in information could be either from like sensory or being intuitive. So I'm the N, E-N-F. F is for feeling or thinking in terms of how you make decisions. So either you're basing it on how you think or how you feel. So I'm on F and then ENFP. P is for perceiving. So that either how you deal with like your environment, the outside world, either you're judging or perceiving. So that's what um, I qualify as an ENFP, which is like extrovert, intuitive, feeling, and perceiving or perceptive. Um, typically, those people are really kind, warm-hearted. We're super sympathetic. Um, we're affectionate. We're just warm-hearted people. Um, we're spontaneous. Um, a lot of us end up working in like healthcare or like nonprofits. Um, so I was a psych major. So initially it was part of, you know, it was classwork, but looking into it, it's really informative and it was really spot on. And also it connects you with other aspects of your life in terms of things that would work for you, which is like I said, the career, they match you with uh, rom romance relationships, also friendships, and just the way that you carry life and the balances that you would need just to kind of make you successful on your trajectory. So it's the Myers-Briggs test. Most people in that field of psych would be familiar with it, but it, it can work for anybody. So it was really informative and that's definitely me to a T. And I was really surprised after taking the test, how accurate it was. Mm. Mm -hmm. I'll send you the I, link I, if you want. You no, know, no, send me, send me it. Interesting. Now you, have me, now, you, now you have me want to try it now. Mm -hmm. I, send me that link. <laughs> I will, I will. So I was so glad. I was surprised. And what's funny is it matched me with someone, I'm not going to say, but it gave me a personality trait. And then I had like an ex who was one of the more important ones, right? Because not all matter. Mm -hmm. But I reached out to him and I asked him what his, uh, what is what his trait was and it was that and i was like oh of course <laughs> how convenient so you know it was exactly who i was supposed to be with but it's super accurate it's super accurate and interesting so remind me before we go but i'll definitely send you the link i think it's like 10 or 15 minutes but it asks you a lot of questions about yourself really just how you act in certain uh situations and then it gives you your thing at the end Mm, I, yeah, I'm definitely gonna try it. After 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 you send me that, I'm gonna try. It. I'm gonna try it. Okay. All right. Good. So, yeah. So I'm uh, ENFP and I'm a Gemini. That's all that I can <laughs> at this point. Mm -hmm. <laughs> nice, nice. All right. So, what do you like to do at your own time? Um. Well, I said I'm an extrovert. I'm truthfully kind of like an extroverted introvert. Like I love hanging out with my family and friends. Um. However, I do like to do a lot of things solo. Um, I, I like listening to like I love live music, local artists. Like I like going to those things with people, but I do do a lot by myself. Um, I just like being exposed to new activities, and like New York gives us so much of that. So I feel kind of lucky to be able to have that access living in the city. Um, well, I guess I used to have that access because quarantine has shut so many, so much of that down for yeah. us. Right. Yeah. So I really, it's funny because it makes you like it magnifies what in your social life. Uh, I guess that you, what you were doing with your free time, you can really assess what, how, how you were spending it. So I really miss like live music, live comedy, Broadway, going to the games. I mean, right now we're off season, but I love going to basketball games. So, you know, the little stuff I'm used to doing, going to theater, even going to the movies, like I can watch movies at home, but I like actually going to the theater. 
not like a regular theater. Like I like to go to the nice ones. Like not bougie, but I'm not going to like any rowdy crowd or popcorn on the floor. Like no, <laughs> I'm not doing that. But I love going to the theaters that um, so I can see the movies first. And also I like going to um, like film festivals. Bam has one, the one in Brooklyn. They have yeah. one. Uh, um, it's like an African American film festival every year. It's, it's around this time actually, and they show like independence and. Um, they show independent films and um, like documentaries. And I love going into around this time, just so you can see different local artists the people trying to get their stuff, you know, I guess on front stage. So to support local artists. Um, mm. So I love that part, um, but I miss that. So, but I do like watching films, documentaries. So I'm saying, I guess I'm a bit creative. Um, so that's usually how I spend most of my time. Okay, 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 nice, nice, nice. Mm-hmm. All right, so so what is your favorite type of music? Um, let me see. I mean, I like good music, but I guess that's relative, right? So, I mean, yeah. if I had to pick, yeah, I would probably pick, like, R&B, just because that's my first go-to. Um, but I probably, R&B that's been, like, it would likely be an artist who's been established, like, 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. But that makes sense just because I don't listen to the radio as much anymore. I, I listen to a lot more podcasts. Um, but then also a lot of stuff on the radio I can't really relate to. Like unless I hear it when I'm out and about or if it hits my news feed, I won't even like I don't know half of the people's shade room posts. And I'm not that <laughs> I'm not that old, I just don't care. You know, so so um you're, you're not the only one, trust me. You're not okay. the only one. So yeah. thank you. That feels so much better because I'm definitely like, who is this? I, I'm losing it. Like they posted, I won't say. But yeah, I was just like, I don't know who half these people are. Like I must be entering a different <laughs> group. Um, but yeah, so I definitely like R&B. Like I, I love like, let me see, like Neo, uh, Jodeci, Brandy. I mean, who doesn't like Beyonce? But uh, uh, not Jill Scott, although I listened to her tonight. I do like her. Um, what was Jasmine Sullivan, uh, classics like Stevie Wonder. I play New course, Edition, course. Whitney, Mariah. So, I mean, you know, I love that. So, where are we? We're in 2020, so 2010 to the 2000s, maybe the 90s. That's my realm of music that I'll that's my playlist. Like, if you go on my title, it's usually that. But mm. I have some stuff of today. I love Nikki, Beyonce, but I definitely prefer the R&B from that era just because it was about more I mean you know exactly. yeah I had a different feeling exactly I mean I agree I agree I always I, I'm more big on old school music like from the 90s and back so I, I'm I'm the, same, I'm the same way so are you? I'm, yeah R&B yeah I'm definitely R&B fan okay big R&B fan yeah okay yeah so <laughs> that's exactly so okay so you, you understand what I'm saying so yeah, definitely. Yeah, I definitely mm-hmm. understand. You. And that's why I was saying I miss the stuff in New York because you have so many local artists and some who really sing, but they may not make the industry because mm-hmm. of I don't say the industry, but they're maybe climbing, but because of like some physical aesthetics or whatever, they're not frontline, but they can sing really, yeah. really good. So New York gives us the opportunity to be able to, I guess, see them and appreciate that music. Yeah, that definitely yeah. Can you hear me? I hear like scratching. Can you hear me? You know, I can hear you good. You good. You good. You good. You good. Just checking. Um, yeah. So anyways, <laughs> no, you good. You good. that was my. I guess that's my preference in terms of music, but I'm open. 
Yeah, but I mean, yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm open too, but I'm more R and B more than anything, old school R and B at that. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's that's where it's at and where it's been. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it bring out, it bring like, when you listen to old R and B, it bring up you can actually feel the emotion. Yeah. You know, I mean, there's some that still carry it. Like I, I feel like Tank is still can he can sing, yeah. you know, but it's hard for the, the direction, the direction that things have taken. Uh, I mean, Usher has maintained, like, he's maintained mm-hmm. mainstream, but he also has kind of changed his direction, I guess, to, I guess, include a newer audience. Yeah, it's worked yeah, yeah, for him, did. you know, I mean, it's worked in terms of the techno and stuff, but those of us who appreciate him for the R&B, he hasn't left us, like, his albums still include a lot of that, even yeah. if his singles are for, like, not the younger generation, but whatever, you know, just to get on the radio, he still has that, but the album still caters to us. <laughs> Mm. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Especially like the last album was strictly like kind of like trap. If you could remember yeah. the last album, sadly I can't. That's my problem. Because <laughs> I, <laughs> I mean, I like so I, I got to think of the. I remember Moving Mountains, and then um, there was Good Kisser. There was a few, but but then he just he tends to change. He tends yeah. to change. Mm-hmm. So, but you know, like I'm just saying, there's some artists that still take have still there's some st- still some r&b artists that are still relevant uh but they it's not as much as it was 10 years ago which is why yeah. that's kind of my area yeah that's definitely true that's definitely true okay so now we're gonna switch it up a little bit now we'll get to the main topics you know which is the relationship questions okay <laughs> so we're gonna ask you so we'll ask you some relationship questions now all right, all right so <laughs> all right so how do you how do you feel about dating in this generation um you mean like in this day and age i guess yeah it's, yeah. yeah i mean probably dating is really easy maybe too easy to be honest due to technology um you know i mean i think when people were dating 10 15 years ago you kind of had to date who you would run into right mm-hmm. and so uh geography played a part um, but now people, I guess the problem is the lack of investment because people can swipe right or left whenever they come across an aspect of something or someone they're not in love with and just try something new. So there's no reason to invest in somebody because you can easily meet another person. However, it may not be a good person for you, but it depends on what that person's looking for. People have way more options than they did before. So I guess True. the lack of investment uh is probably the downfall. Um, but however, on the flip side of that, I think it gives us so much more exposure that we didn't have before. Um, so much more exposure. We can meet someone that we have a lot in common with besides just living near each other or going to the same gym or working together. You know, um, you can meet somebody that maybe lived in your neighborhood and relocated or never did, but you could have a bond and or create a bond based on who you are as people versus just where you tend to live and people could move so you could meet someone in dc fall for them and then one of you could relocate and vice versa and that could be made possible because that can be made possible because of online mm-hmm. yeah that, that yeah that's definitely true mm-hmm. so, so um have you ever dated online and yeah. what did you do you try it just how would that experience there go in terms of dating online yeah, I mean, I've done it. it. It went well. I mean, so it varies, right? <laughs> so for mm-hmm. me, it's been great. I can't speak for everybody. I can speak for myself. Um, I mean, I do find in person. However, again, 
I'm subject to only meeting somebody who's at the same establishment as myself. Um, mm. onla- online allows me to filter by interests or aspects that I may be seeking and vice versa. So someone could seek out me based on whatever attributes I have listed or whatever pocket the site put me in and so forth. Um, granted, some people online can be misleading, but people can be misleading a person as well. So yeah, yeah. I think online dating gets a bad rap for catfishing, but you can be catfished in person just because the person looks like themselves. If you meet them like out in a, I don't know, restaurant bar, supermarket, wherever, doesn't mean that they're being honest with you in terms yeah. of where they reside, what they do for work, if they're married and have children, like people can lie mm. to you regardless if they're online or if they're in front of you. Um, so I think online dating gets a bad rap, but I have had good experiences. So I don't want to taint that with sounding like that online is just a bunch of, uh, not catfish, but it's hopeless because I definitely have met great people from that. Um, the only thing that's weird, like I hate, I mean, to be honest, I think I hate when I run into somebody that you've seen online and they mm. approach <laughs> and they approach you. <laughs> not because, yeah, I mean, it'd be great if you went out, but if someone you never went out with and they recognize me and they'll approach me and if i haven't like answered a message or haven't like agreed to a date and they come up to me in the street or if i'm at like the i've had it happen at a festival um <laughs> you know and they and especially because you don't just because they, you don't know how many times they look at your profile so they could become very familiar with you like physically and so you don't know who you're speaking to so if they come up to you and call you by name it's weird so <laughs> that's yeah, that's, right. that's the downfall, to be honest. Um, that I didn't like love about online, but you know, I, I mean, it's a catch twenty two. Yeah, I okay, yeah, I hear you, I hear you. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. So, but that's it. I mean, you know, so I I have done it. I'll do it. I guess I would do it again if the need be. I don't have anything negative to say about it. Um. But I, like I said, it's the same roll of the dice as it can be meeting in person. Only difference is someone could lie about their appearance. And then I guess when you see them in person, they could either be using someone's other photo. I haven't had that, but I heard that happens. Um, mm. Or they could be like guys tend to use photos from when they were like in college and college <laughs> football players. <laughs> they, they do that all the time, especially the older the guy gets, they reference college like it was two days ago. Um, so they close old. I'm sure I've heard girls do it too, but I'm just saying, I, I mean, I don't date women, so I can't <laughs> speak on them. But I, from what I, that's the only thing that they'll post old photos. Um, but again, you know, all that comes out in the wash when you finally have your first date, if you get there. <laughs> true, true. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right, so what is your relationship status and how long have you been single or taken? Um, well, I'm not married, but I am dating. <laughs> I'm not married, but I'm, I'm definitely dating. So, And I've been dating for a while at this point, although I admit like quarantine has definitely kind of changed the way that we're able to date at this point, um, just because of the limitations. Yeah, that's definitely true. That's funny because that's the next question. Mm-hmm. Like, like, like during quarantine, how have it been communicating, and how did it affect you? That's that's funny. That's the next question. Oh, um, what did you say? How to? Sorry. Like how, like how how the communication been during quarantine, and how, and oh. did it affect you in a bad way? Oh, um, okay. So communication, 
I guess you're able to communicate the same, but the problem is that you can't, um, the activities that you do while you're dating are limited. Um, granted, people are violating the stay-at-home order, especially in New York, if you saw the photos at that on the west side. So some people don't yeah. care, um, but I personally am not one of them. Like, it's not worth my public health risk to see a guy, like, not to me anyway. Mm-hmm. So I know people are dating and people are asked doing six-feet dates and all that. I'm, I'm not doing it. I'm not going to the ER over a date. These nah. men will be, I'm not, I don't care. These men will be there when the quarantine is over. Truthfully, probably even more the way the divorce rate has been climbing since this quarantine. Have you mm. seen that? There's been a peak in divorce inquiries with law firms. Yeah, because- I heard. <laughs> I heard. Yeah. So anybody who is single during quarantine, be calm. You will have double the options <laughs> after quarantine. Pretty because much. a quarantine will make or break a relationship. Especially if you weren't a hundred percent about it going in. It makes you magnify each other because all you have in that space is each other. Yeah. So if you can't be with someone during this and you you may not want to be with them and that will become painfully obvious painfully obvious during this uh i guess experience yeah definitely definitely mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah. so when it comes to god do you have a certain type do i have a certain what type uh what do you mean by type like can you clarify i mean like 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 do you have a certain type like you know how girls go for well female go women go for like nice guys or street type or um, I guess. I mean, you said street type? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to explain okay. that. <laughs> well, okay, I guess in terms, I mean, I don't have, the, I guess if you mean like physically, I don't have, not really. I mean, aside from height, but it's more of a preference, I guess. But that's probably more an insecurity about myself. I think when I was younger, I was, so for one, I always wear a lot of heels. But I think when I was younger, I felt uncomfortable about being the tall girl. Um, but now I don't mind. I kind of own it. And truthfully, some of the best men I've encountered were under six feet or even my height or shorter. I'm, I'm five, seven, like a weak five, seven, a strong five, eight. I'm in between the two. But so usually I, I have had experience with dating guys around my height and they've been really good men. Um, so I don't at this point, I don't have a preference about height. But I think when I was younger, I probably did or just what I would be like it's not attracted to but what i would uh ballpark in terms of what i was looking for um, but now through experience you learn like men over six feet can be a little spoiled mm. because many <laughs> many it's true they get a lot of complimentary women just for being over six feet which is mm. insane yeah, um true. yeah i think because so many women want a tall guy so they can open with that like i'm a six feet asshole but you know i'll call you tomorrow and women will jump at it <laughs> so like i want i want a guy who can offer more than just his height so height's not a deal breaker, um, but hygiene is like a, a guy should have good yeah. hygiene. Like, so seriously, I mean, someone will tell you they showered, but please. <laughs> so like, <laughs> it's super important. Like, especially with COVID, you learn who's filthy and who isn't. Um, yeah. People should like men. I feel like they should smell good and they should shave. They should shave well. Like, take care of your body the same way you would want a female to take care of hers. That's mm. how I feel in terms of like physical. Um, appearance for a guy. Otherwise, a man can be, I guess, a pa- so passionate about something in terms of what type of would like. Um, mm-hmm. 
I don't like shallow men, so sometimes I get that. It, I don't. I'm not a fan. Um, but I like men with manners for sure, like gentlemen. Like no manners, no date. That's how I feel. Um, and a decent dresser. So neither one of us are embarrassed when we're out. Like dress for where we're going. Like you know, act like you have some sense. Um, and I'm I'm pretty open outside of that as long as I'm treated well. That's all that matters. As long as you treat it well, is all that matters. Yeah, but you'd be surprised. I think it depends on what someone thinks is treating you well. Yeah, yeah, true, true. <laughs> you're right, you're right so, with that too. You're right, you're right with that as well. So not everybody would like do, you know, one guy's version of being good to you could be like, I don't know, like making sure you got homework, okay, then another one oh, could yeah. be like, you know, you can go for a couple of days without a date and then not a day, but day, days without like communication. And then you could follow up and nothing happened. Like, oh, we're still cool. Like, it's weird. So... I guess it's relative in terms of who you ask yeah. what would be appropriate in terms of treating a female well. I think the easiest thing a guy could do is ask. Yeah, true. You're right. That's true. ask a female. They don't want to because it's lazy. <laughs> but you can ask <laughs> a female, like, what, what do you consider being treated well? How would you want me to treat you? And a girl will tell you. And then it can help you figure out what type of female she is. You're right. That's she's true. She's worth it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just my opinion. <laughs> no, mm-hmm. that, that 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 was a good answer. That that was actually a good answer. That is a good answer. Nice. You should ask so, them. I've had you ever had a girl ask you like verbatim what you want from her? Um, yeah, I think yeah, I think yeah, a few people did. Did it help or hurt the relationship? Mm, kind of half and half. Really? Yeah, it, it helped it a little bit, but some. Things hurt hurt it a little bit as well. Maybe because of the honesty. Some people can't handle that. Yeah, yeah. But I think if you're meeting someone, especially if you're meeting them in some sort of romantic, uh, I don't want to say setting, but intention, if you are aware of what that person wants or is looking for or what they're receptive to up front, it can help you decide what you do and what you don't want to engage with. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Definitely, that's definitely true. Early on, early on, instead of finding out the hard way, like if a girl wants you to have like sex with animals, it'd be good to go <laughs> up front. You know, I mean that's extreme, but if you asked her and she, you know, she could tell you up front, so you could true. decide like, okay, do I want to continue this or maybe she's not for me? But it doesn't hurt that's to it. ask. True, true, true. Yeah, I might, I might, I might, yeah, I might start asking now. I might start asking. That's good. I had one guy ask me that and it was I'd never been asked it before, but it it set the tone of our relationship for sure. I'm not gonna say what he asked, I'm not gonna say what I said. (laughs) But but it was definitely something of like what like not what are you looking for, but what do you want from me in the situation? like you know, how can I get not get you to where you need to be, get you where you want to be with me in a way. Mm. And it was very direct. And I guess he was like very business oriented, so he probably—I he, guess the way he moves in general is very straight to the point. Um, but I'd never been asked that, and I have to admit that that was—it was a great question because it made me think. Like, well, what do I want? Like, you know, I, I guess, and I had to be clear. And once I was clear with it, he made a decision whether he wanted to meet that need or not, and he did truthfully. But I think that it set the tone for our relationship because we were able to be super honest with each other. Mm-hmm. Nice, nice. It was nice. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Mm-hmm. All right, so in a relationship, does age matter to you? Um, does someone's age matter? I guess to a degree. I I think it would depend who you ask. I mean, I can only speak for myself. Yeah. I truthfully, I prefer maturity. Mm-hmm. Um, but I but it, I admit, like I've been exposed to mature men which is why i'm saying that now um previously you know i had only dated a certain type of guy so at that time in my life that's all i knew um once you date someone who's mature it's hard to go back to someone who's immature yeah uh, you can't right see yeah that's you, true, you yeah. feel me right it's yeah like you, that's can't, really true. You, you start looking at them differently you almost can't help it it's like going from baked mac back to box like boxed mac and cheese Right? Yeah. You can't, no, right, it's right. never right. it's never the same. It never hits the same and you're never satisfied. So for me, like I know we're talking about age, but I'm just saying I don't I don't want to put a number on age, but definitely like maturity. Um, I guess when you talk about age and older men, I mean I think my experience, a lot of older men can be more established, more established in terms of what they want in their life, but they also know know what they want and who they are because they've been that for quite some time and they may not be open to any type of change not that you're looking for them to change but that's one thing that comes with dealing with someone who is maybe older than you you know they're looking they may not be looking to i don't want to say communicate but you know like when two people like, agree on something i'm fighting for the word um but basically like they're not they may not meet you halfway that would be hopeful yeah, yeah. um but yeah they're not they're not real they kind of know what they want and they also have had life experience more than me to know that they can get it because <laughs> they can ask like i told you they can just ask what are you looking for here's what i'm going to do here's what i'm not going to do and it's up to you to be on board or not but i'm sure the same thing goes for older women right like the older the female may be she has less time for not bs but mm-hmm. she knows what she's looking for and what will or won't work for her i mean yes. I, I i don't know I, i'm just i'm i mean you might know that better than me but i would imagine the older someone gets you just have more life experience if we look true, yeah. at who right like if we look at who we were 10 years ago will we still date the same person we dated 10 years ago knowing what we know about ourselves now mm-hmm. i mean <laughs> what, <laughs> how old am I, I, I truthfully the person i dated 10 years from now uh, he wasn't a bad guy, so that's that's a trick question because that's one exception. But everyone surrounding him was like pure trash, <laughs> so and I just didn't know any better. So now, now that I've had so much more life experience, I carry myself differently, but I also don't expose myself. I'm more selective about who you deal with because I can be because I can be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What'd you say? No, 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 I'm about to ask you the next, the next um, question. <laughs> I'm about to ask you oh, question. sorry. No, you just got me thinking about it. I'm like, I guess I don't really have an age thing. I just, but, I mean, at the end of the day, men are men. So all you can do is find someone who works for you. But I don't think I have a preference for like age. I guess it's just more of the way that they, the way they act, where they uh, are in the mind. Like, I know, I know for me, I don't know for me, I, I'm more into older, I know I'm more into older women. Really? And, yeah. Good reason. for you. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean, yeah that, yeah, that is me though. But I mean, people, I mean, people my age is, is I, right. I'm not really big on younger unless I really got like a good connection with them. But really, yeah. What do you, what do you find uh, more appealing about older women? I guess because you know, like you said, um, not into games. Um, they're more established. 
they made mm-hmm. pretty much mostly majority know what they want and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. I, well, I agree. okay, interesting. I mean, I don't. You would know better than me, but yeah, I agree. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. So, what is your definition of love? My definition of love. Well, you know, it's funny. So my old professor, the one that introduced me to the Myers-Briggs test, um, he's a psych professor, obviously. He used to always tell me, like, as he went through relationships, he would say, for example, he would simplify it for me. He would say he never, for example, around the house, that he never dries his dishes. Um, And that he realized when it came to finding a mate, he can always wash his dishes. He just needs someone to dry them right as like a partnership so when you learn people and when i switched gears like school-wise and that became my focus you do realize it is it is a successful partnership um do i think every partnership has love not all some they probably have a balance of other things um but i feel like that that partnership is a foundation a successful foundation for like love if it's there i think that's the, the luckiest aspect of this um, outside of that, I would imagine, I guess for me, love is like an intense attraction or feeling for like something or someone, mm. you know, like yeah, I love okay. cheesecake and I could love, <laughs> you know, so I feel like you don't have to love a person, you can love a thing. So it varies, but I feel like it's a strong, like intense feeling. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I love food, so, so that See, helps. There you go. <laughs> mm-hmm. Sometimes more than people, so it depends on the person. <laughs> yeah, definitely true. So, yeah. ha- so have you ever been in love? I'm pretty sure you have, but have you ever been in love? I have. I have. Um, it feels like a high, truthfully, when you're in, in the thick of it, right? So I could understand why people make so many... That's so much. I can understand people make poor choices. Or not the best choices mm-hmm. when they're in their heart instead of their head. Because um, love kind of makes you feel dizzy. You know, yeah. people call the rose those the rose colored glasses, and you tend to not see. I don't want to say red flags, but maybe like orange, you know, or yellow. Um, you know, I think because it's a it's it's tunnel vision when you're in love. It's not a bad thing, but I'm just saying it's an aspect of it. Um, but you know, on the other side, it's, it's a nice feeling. It's a nice high. And I think it's a blessing when you're able to find it, even if it's fleeting. I just feel like in life, it's important to enjoy it while it's there. Mm-hmm. Okay. 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 Nice. Nice. All right. Mm-hmm. So, so give us a, a good dating experience and your worst dating experience. Okay. So, <laughs> <laughs> And this is so basic. Let me think. Um, so I guess for like a good dating experience, one of my favorites. Um, okay, so I guess that experience was a situation where the person, the good thing about it was I felt like he took care of me or took care of things without me having to ask him or direct him with what was needed. Um, I feel like those are the best type of men, the ones who are one step ahead of their partner. You can't beat those ever. Mm. So that stands out to me just because of that dynamic and having a support that you don't even realize you need, but you recognize it when it's there. Um, So that was a good situation. And you know, it's funny, I didn't even know who he was when I met him, like I was just being myself. I, I remember our first date, we went out, so I remember he sent me a car, and then when I arrived, 
he had made a comment about women not dating a guy without a car. And so I think I was like, well, I don't have a car. And I just moved here. So I was like, I did it at the time. And so I wasn't judging him, but it turned out he had a car. And like the next day he picked me up in it. It was like a luxury car at that. So he definitely pulled the, right, he played me at first, but he pulled the wool over my eyes, but I wasn't judging him about that aspect. It was, it was just the point that I'm making is that we, we met each other just being ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what kind of built the foundation uh, for the rest of that experience. So it worked really well because you could be yourself and, um, not be judged for like your assets or what you bring to the table you could just be at that table mm-hmm. so that was amazing but that was a good i would regret not working <laughs> that one out but um <laughs> i do but that was a, i guess you're making me think about it but yeah that's a that's a good thing we were able just to be at the table and not look at what we brought to the table mm-hmm. even if we did bring amazing things to the table you know so i think it's good when you could just kind of be yourself um but I guess in terms of like good situations, there's that. I remember there's another really good guy. I remember he got my car fixed. And he worked. He lived long distance. People always say long distance doesn't work. I feel like it's, it depends on the person because the effort can make or break the relationship. Like you live in New York, you see how long it takes to get from one borough to the other. Yeah, that can be considered long distance depending on how you look at it. But it depends on if you really want if you really want that person in your life, you'll make the exceptions. Um, but same thing. He, I remember he got my car fixed, and I didn't even realize what was wrong with it. And this is long as he got a local body shop, parts, everything. Like again, being there when I didn't even realize I needed it is such a strong trait um, in a relationship. Just being, a, you don't have to do something for someone, but being a step ahead of them or being supportive in ways they don't even realize they need it. I think that's that's amazing because it can help solidify that foundation because you're adding avenues of support a person didn't realize that would benefit them or that they needed in their life so that's just my um, experience i mean you know i mean i guess we're talking about dating right so i guess i was i was with them i'm sorry (laughs) i mean it don't matter don't matter It's the Gemini image. You got to keep me on track. So, I'm sorry. so I know we're flighty. I should have said that when you asked me what what am I like. We are all over the place. Um, okay, so you asked about dating. So I was actually with him, but you know we start off as dating. So mm-hmm. I guess overall, like a good date is when you connect with someone and you go home not regretting that you went. Mm-hmm. Um, even more important, like getting for I'm a female, so getting dressed up for a date that's not worth it is the worst. Like there's nothing like wasting your Fenty and Chanel on an unappreciative asshole. Like <laughs> I would have much, you don't even know the half. Like that stuff is not cheap. So otherwise I could have worn like sweatpants, body spray and wet and wild makeup, you know? <laughs> and I knew he was gonna be a jerk. So nothing, there's nothing like that. Um, but I think just having a good time and connecting and you know, when you leave a date, um, comfortable with seeing that person again. Yeah. That's that's a good that's a good time, right? So definitely, definitely is a good time. Yeah. Um. So what was the part you said the worst the worst date? Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. Your worst dating experience. Yeah. Um. Let's see. I had to think. I. I mean, it's been a while to be honest. Um. <laughs> oh, you know what? So okay, this was bad. <laughs> this. <laughs> it was a coffee date. This was years ago. I don't even do coffee dates anymore. Okay, but just so I can give you, this is I have to say that because of how it went. 
So mm. this was years ago, and I was young, which is why I probably agreed to it, which is probably why guys yell, love young girls and they don't know any better. So I agreed to this coffee date with this guy. We meet around two o'clock and we went to walk. We went to walk through a park with the coffee. Uh, we did. We walked and we walked and we walked and he went on and on and on and I kept thinking like maybe we would stop somewhere at some point and do something else or just like sit down um but we just kept going so mind you we met at 2 p.m before I knew it it was like the sunset I remember I was cold I wasn't wearing a jacket because I didn't know how long I would be there or maybe not wearing the right jacket and my feet were killing me like my legs hurt and it was like close to 7 p.m so we met at two and now it's seven, <laughs> five years, five hours later. And we made it back through the park to the, our original starting point. And he has a nerve to be like, do I want another cup of coffee? <laughs> like, <"No." laughs> I was like, no. <laughs> but I think I just was like, oh, I'm gonna go. But I was like, you know, it's crazy. Like I, overall, I remember, cause this was years, I remember my legs hurting cause I was tired. And I'm not out of shape, but it was just like, I we've been walking all day on this single cup of coffee. This is ridiculous. So anyways, I left, we parted ways and I went home. And I remember he called and asked to go out again for coffee. And, <laughs> I, did, <laughs> and, I, did, and I declined, you know, and I mean, there's other things we could have did that even if they're like, you know how parks have like those, um, shows they put on like plays and stuff. Yeah, like, if it was yeah. anything, he could have been more creative, but he just exhausted me. Walk- I was exhausted. And then, you know, what was even worse, I remember the only, not the only reason, but why I went out with him. I remember he worked with, he worked with kids and I was attracted to that at that time because I also did. But then during that walk, he admits to me that he hates kids and that his brother <laughs> had founded, yeah, his first brother oh, wow. had founded a nonprofit. <laughs> His brother had founded this nonprofit, and that he worked there just because his brother worked there, but that he hates children. That day was a nightmare. <laughs> it was a nightmare. <laughs> I was just trying to be open-minded, but oh, I could not wait. So, yeah, that was a bad day, but it was just because it was, I guess, maybe it was inconsiderate. Mm. I mean, I don't know how else to pin, I don't know what his thought process was, but I remember I was exhausted. I was exhausted because it was five hours of nonstop walking. It's not like we were going on a hike, (laughs) you know, like, and if he was, I would have dressed appropriately or, you know, warn girls, don't just set them up like that. Um, You know, that you want to just walk and talk all day, you know, say that. I thought we were maybe going to sit in the coffee shop. Like, I don't know. I don't know what a guy's expectation is of a coffee date. Have you been on a coffee date? Um, Yeah. Yeah. You can say that. Yeah, I have. Do you guys like walk and talk or do you sit in the coffee shop? I'm sitting in the coffee shop and then walk around. I mean, I don't mind walking around, but like that was probably walking like three times through Central Park. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Was, it was five hours. It was five and, hours. And and you said you got no rest, no rest, no rest. No, I mean maybe he's super active. I don't. We might have sat down for a little bit, but no, we didn't do anything else. We just kept walking and kept talking. I mean, I'm not against coffee dates. The only thing is, I feel like I'm not going to. I guess my attire, you know, mm. so I, I thinking of how I'm going to dress up for, it seems very casual, so yeah, I'll put it yeah. like that. It's very casual, um, but I also had the trauma of that date, <laughs> so <laughs> I'll leave it at that, but yeah, that was that was a nightmare, just because I, I, at that point, I realized I just didn't want to be there, but we walked so far, I kind of had to walk back anyway, um, but yeah, so... That was probably, that's the worst one. I mean, I don't really go on a lot of bad days, not anymore, to be honest. Um, but that's, that was a bad one. I guess if I had to name one off the top of my head. 
<laughs> okay, okay. All right, mm-hmm. so would you go on a reality show like The Bachelor or Love is Blind to find love? Oh, you know, I, I actually watch those shows a lot. I love The Bachelor. I love <laughs> Love is Blind. I do, I do. I didn't, like, a few years ago, I kind of got hooked on one of the seasons of The Bachelor and then I started watching it. I think when the, they had a black bachelorette, Rachel, that's mm. when I started really watching it, but right before she got on. So anyways, I watched those, but I could never do it. Um, I love the show Love is Blind. I remember Cameron was so cute. I think he was the best. I think it was, I forget the girl's name. I think Janelle or something. The interracial couple. So they ended up t- together. Oh, Lauren. Um, Lauren. Lauren? Okay, sorry, Lauren. So, <laughs> no, but I love them together. But I think just he was just so attractive because it's so rare to see a guy be so open about his interest and intention with a female. It's just it's almost hard to take in because it catches you off guard. Um, but it's so comforting to watch them together. So I love that show. Um and I, I think I just like the aspect of being able to get to know someone for who they are and not just what they look like. Because um, looks can be like a distraction sometimes. Mm-hmm. So I love that aspect of it. Um, I personally couldn't go on those shows. But I love to watch them. I just wouldn't like my relationship having an audience. Mm-hmm. I, I couldn't do it. Like I'm private in that way. Even in, even I'm not famous, but in my personal life, I'm very private about my love life so I can't imagine um, putting it on front stage and allowing people to uh, have an opinion um, without being present in the moment so that part would bother me okay okay I feel you on that yeah I'm probably in my love life as well so yeah. I, 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 I feel you on that I agree with you on that yeah so I love but, those shows but I couldn't do it but, but kudos but, to them but I don't know, but I might take a shot at I'm, I'm, I might take a chance with Love and Blonde, though. I don't know. That show was, was pretty interesting when I was watching it. So. It was. And they some of them stayed together. I think yeah. like three of them, two couples that stayed married. Yeah. And then the, um, I figured the girl that fell. There was one couple that they didn't get married, but they stayed together. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it's an interesting concept. When it you, is, yeah. Because they literally could not see each other. And they didn't have any TV, music, but it was just them speaking. I know it was really it was really interesting. Mm-hmm. It did. I know me as well. I didn't watch it when it first came out, but during quarantine, I've caught up on a lot of TV. <laughs> um, I have. I was usually so busy, but the show I, I loved it. I loved it. I loved the concept. I, and I, you know, I'm, I guess I'm a romantic in some spots. So I love seeing people. Um, I guess fall for each other. So it was it was good TV. I'm glad we have a lot of good TV during quarantine. So that was one of them. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So do you, okay. What do you have to say would be a perfect first date? Or or or, or it could be just simple. Um, a perfect, for, uh, wait, say that again. A perfect first date? Yeah, yeah. Um, I guess for me, a perfect first date would be a combination of the atmosphere and who you're with. Mm-hmm. Um probably like let me think so sorry so i apologize so like have you ever for example here's a good analogy have you ever been on a vacation and it was ruined by who you were with Mm. i don't know if you travel so uh a first date is like that um you can go on a great go on a great like uh outing but if you're with horrible company it can change the outing for you, you know, and that person. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I mean, I've been lucky, so I can't say that 
what's not a good date these days you know hashtag can't relate <laughs> but <laughs> but overall um one good thing for me it's easy i mean like i like people usually know what i like i like fine dining or going to a game but I open to new things as well like i can't go around like a show or concert um people should i think you should make the date fun so it should be yeah. something you enjoy the reason i say that is because when you're enjoying yourself you're in good spirits um, and you're getting to know someone, right? You're getting to know someone who's also in good spirit. So it tends to be like your your guard might be down a little bit because you're both experiencing something new, um, something fun. So that usually helps. It's just like when people go on vacation, they meet someone um, while traveling and they have an amazing like affair or whatever. Uh, and then they come home and things aren't the same. It's like, cause you were on, like you were in a honeymoon phase <laughs> because things are going so well. You know, so when you're in you're, when you're in a good space, it makes for a good date. I think. Okay, true. No, I agree. No, I agree with you. You're right. You're right. You definitely mm-hmm. right. Yeah. So I think that 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 makes it's hard to say. Like, I can't say um, a perfect first date where like you pick me up and like a horse drawn carriage and like <laughs> there's rose petals in my hair. Like that's a bit much. <laughs> you know. Like, I've had, <laughs> I mean, I don't care. I mean, it's, that would be nice, but that doesn't make it a first date. You know, like. What if the guy's like, I've had a guy be drunk on a date oh, wow. before I even got there. Yeah, and that was horrible. And, he was, and it was embarrassing to like the wait staff. So like, but he would have thrown rose petals and been in the horse drawn carriage with me sloppy drunk. What good is that? You know? <laughs> so you need to have somebody that I guess um, has a great connection with you and also provides a great experience. Okay, 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 good. Yeah, I agree with you on that. Mm-hmm. Okay, so what do you feel is important in a relationship? And do you feel sex is important? Uh, okay. So what is <laughs> So I think communication is important. Cool. Um, I think like stability is important. If we don't have a foundation, then we don't really have anything. Um, so that's that part. I feel like the sex part is kind of a funny question. What makes you ask that? Um. I guess I guess I'm curious to see what what people would say. Cause I mean, cause some people cause some people think like sex is not that important in a relationship, but some people think it is. I know for me personally, I mean, it is it is important, but I feel like I could I could do without it. Mm-hmm. Okay, fair yeah. enough. I mean, all right. So from my perspective, I feel it's a factor, um, but I'd be lying if I said that it makes or breaks a relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, many people are in relationships now, some married, with people who don't sexually fulfill them, mm-hmm. right? So sex is intimate. I'll say this. I feel like sex is intimate. And if you're not connected with your partner on other levels, then it's just sex. Yeah. And you can get that anywhere. Um, when you level up, you can tell the difference. Um, you can feel it. Mm. You can feel the difference. Okay, true, true, true. You're right, you're right. Mm-hmm. All right. So, do you feel this generation believe in marriage? I do. I do. Um, I, I I love seeing. That's one good thing with social media. I love seeing the posts online of couples celebrating marriage, um, especially young couples, especially black couples. Mm-hmm. Um, I love seeing chocolate couples in my timeline to counter the media, which often shows like interracial couples or not including black women, especially dark skin women. I love that. There's actual, not proof, but I see it in my feed to counter that, that shows that we're out here and we're happy as well, regardless of what the media may portray. 
um, I think if someone wants to get married, that they should do so. Mm. Um, but then also, I'll admit that me as a black female, you know, I love seeing women growing in their own skin and not being defined as marriage. There were times where women did not were were legally defined as marriage, and if they weren't married, they legally didn't matter. Um, I remember learning about the women's suffrage movement, and women couldn't even vote unless they were married or owned property. And I believe women couldn't own property without even being married. I mean, this is years ago, but I'm just saying the path that has been taken in terms of the importance on marriage. Um, I mean, don't get me wrong. I love a good TED talk, so I know that's not what this is about, so I won't get into it. But <laughs> I have to say that there was even talk about women not even having rights to their own children, which is why men would marry women so they could own the children and why females would take the man's last name. So that's what marriage, the institution of it, you know, initially, partially was initially based on, right? So now seeing women being able to grow in their own skin and be so much more than a wife, they're being independent, mm-hmm. they're flourishing in finance, education. I mean, their their own finance, right? Yeah. Even having families on their own. Just think of women who couldn't work, we were reliant on the husband, all that stuff. Um, so while this generation believes in marriage, and I love seeing it, I have to admit, I also love seeing women of this generation not being defined by marriage. We are so much more than just being a wife. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I agree. I, li- I like that. I like that um, women doing that as well, you know, mm-hmm. not only staying, not only like staying home, but also do, going out working and stuff as well. Yeah, so I mean, you know, I know that's um, I don't mean to ramble, but I think it's I, I love the balance. I love, you know, I do think they believe in marriage. I love seeing it, but I also love seeing women being entrepreneurs and not being defined by just having the attachment to a man. Like we're yeah. able to be more than just that. Yeah, I definitely agree. I I agree as well. I agree as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, so if you had to go back in time to make up with any of your your past exes, would you do it? to make up Ugh. let me see I mean probably I mean I'm a firm believer that timing... <coughs> excuse me um, I'm a firm believer that timing is everything um, so many of us I think have an experience where we met the right person at the wrong time or the wrong person at the right time right it can happen um, I'm not a fan of living in the past so I'm not going to make quote unquote something work that doesn't work mm-hmm. but but I can be honest about not being in the right space for a relationship during its time in my life mm-hmm. um, maybe being too young um, to want something serious and not looking to settle down at that time when someone was um, even if the guy was great I think there's aspects where I hadn't lived enough um, and, and felt like I'd be shutting myself out so that might be reasons why I was hesitant to I guess jump into that i'm very like one person uh like i don't date multiple people so i usually do one at a time so i think yeah. you know at that time of my life if i was fearing that there might be something else out there for me not just relationship wise but you know in my life so i think <clears throat> those could be factors mm-hmm. um so talking about let me see a certain relationship so uh, i guess at that time I, I didn't give what i could have so if i could do it all over again with that situation i would um that's probably that's the guy i was talking about with the car but aside from that i mean because that's you know i think when i met him like i said we had a great relationship and it was just the timing for me um but aside from that like truthfully i'm friendly with most of my exes 
so I know when I'm not missing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so there's little to go back to. So I mean, I don't have anybody in my past that I am dying to make something work. I think things happen for a le- reason or a season. You know, I, I I'm big on closing chapters. So there's nothing that I'm holding on to, but my past, like I'm not looking to my rear view mirror. I'm only looking to the left, the right, and straight ahead. Okay, good answer, good answer. Well, Miss mm-hmm. Lily, thank you for having you on my show. Well, thank you for having me. This was fun. It, it, it was fun. It was <laughs> fun. I really, had a, I really had fun having a conversation with you. Yeah, if you ever want to talk about women's empowerment, let me know. Just kidding, oh, I, I won't bore you. <laughs> no, 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 I don't know. I, I wouldn't mind bringing you back on the show. I will, I will bring you back on the show for a future episode. I'm saying, I'm saying that right now. I will bring you back on the show for a future episode, you know. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, I'll send you the Myers-Briggs thing when you have time. Just because it's, it's interesting. And I'm always, I'm all for people learning more about themselves and self-growth. I'm big on that, so. Okay, okay, nice, nice. You'll, you'll send that. Yeah. And it, and once again, thank you, and we'll be right back. Hello, everybody. This is your boy Ken, aka Mr. Gemini, with the Gentleman Like the Podcast and the Premier Boy Podcast. And Nick Commercial is brought to you by the Premier Boy Podcast, where four people do, where we talk about anything about the culture. You know, host by myself, Ken, aka Mr. Gentleman, Mr. Aaron Sands from King Topic Aaron Sands, the Star Riding Ride, who is also my co host of the Old School Show, and Long Live the Chief Mally Bell. And we talk many topics. From politics, music, sex, love, relationships, and many more. And also every topic that's going on in the news right now, many of our topics are very controversial. And the podcast show might not be for everybody because we talk about many explicit content. And yeah. So if y'all decided to check out the show, y'all be one because y'all might need a drink or two. And yeah, because this podcast is so crazy. I'm shocked they had not got canceled yet. So if y'all are looking forward to listening to the Premier Boy Podcast, check it out on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Our Heart Radio, many more. Each and every Wednesday at 12 a.m., you can check out the Premier Boy Podcast with myself, Mr. Aaron Sands, Star Riding Rod, and Long Little Chief Miley Mal. This is your boy Ken, aka Benjamin. Have a good day and night wherever you're listening to this episode. Now back to the show. I just want to take the time and thank everybody for tuning in to the new episode. Thank you to my special guest, Miss Lily, for coming to the show. You know, keep doing your thing, girl. And, you know, if you want to be on my show, all you got to do is send me a bio about your brand and everything that you do. Do Ken underscore Mr. Gentleman. I repeat, Ken, K-E-N underscore Mr. M-R, Gentleman, G-E-N, T-L-E-M-A-N. Or email me, Ken. Y-P-G-E-N-T at gmail.com. Um, you already know when um when things back open back up, you know, catch us each and every Friday, Remy Friday at Catcher 2, 17 Body Street, say premiere at the door. 
in East Nigeria, Best Day Party at Taj. Foyer went 21st to 56th, they premiered at the door. And if y'all haven't yet, check out the Premier Boy podcast with myself, Mr. Aaron Sands, and DJ Retro. New old new episode coming real soon. Once again, thank y'all for tuning into the new episode and have a good night. My name is Bronx Boom Boom, and you are now listening to the Mr. Gentleman Lifestyle Podcast.